All right, out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Uh, of course, um, uh, Sprint is the network built for Unlimited with great deals on great devices every day. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. She works for AT&T Sportsnet, our good friend Kristen Kinney. Hi, Kristen. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. We're talking a lot about Mike Conley and getting him going. Uh, what, ah. are you, what are you seeing in that locker room? What are kind of the attitudes not only for, from him but uh, from his teammates? You know, I don't think there's anything really to worry about about Mike Conley. He's an absolute pro. The guys know that. The guys believe in him. Um, so I'm actually just seeing, you know, positivity and uh, encouragement. Um, it's really cool to see Donovan and Mike and their bond at practice the other day. They're just, you know, putting their arms around one another. They really have established a solid bond. I think everyone else is worried about Mike Conley on the outside, but on the inside, here's a guy who's, you know, a, a total pro. Um, talking with Jeff Green, he's has no concern that he'll start to mesh and fit into the system. Again, the guy's been with one system his entire NBA career. It's just going to take time. How much time? We don't know, but I would not panic. No need to panic. The team isn't. Meanwhile, the Jazz are losing games, though, Kristen. Well, we've lost two so far, and I don't think that's as much to do with one individual player as I do with um, the effort on rebounding. Um, I think Coach Quinn Snyder and most of the guys, they all said the same thing. Defensive rebounding is killing us. All five guys need to crash the board. It can't just be up to Rudy or the bigs, especially now that Ed Davis is out. That's a lot of pressure. You know, Um, Tony Bradley, he has a big opportunity here, but it's going to take time. So I think really it's the effort uh, on the rebounding to close out the possessions, to box out. Uh, That's got to be first priority at this point. We did start seeing a little bit more uh, offensive rhythm and less turnovers, but the turnovers are costly. They have been costly in Sacramento. So I think it's more about that, the collective team effort, than putting it just saying on a guy like Mike Conley or on, you know, Boyan or whatever. Um, I think it comes down to overall all five guys being focused on the board. Well, yeah, it's both. Uh, the question is, what has Quinn given any hints as to what he's doing about this second and third chance problem? Because those two things really did cost him the last two games. You saw Bogdanovich completely leave his man open to get that offensive board, and it just seems like it's a matter of focus. It's not necessarily a matter of guys needing to be six foot eleven. Yeah, um, exactly. That's when we ask him about that. You know, it's really the, just the focus and really locking in on that and being committed to it. So it's almost like when we talk about coming to the Utah Jazz and knowing that to play on this team and to play well, you have to focus on defense, transition, transition defense, right? So I kind of compare it to that is really focusing on that and embracing that and having that become your priority. Well, now that has to shift to the board. And just like you said, it doesn't have to be a big guards need to be actively involved, getting back all five guys. So I think that's just the the focus for him now is getting guys locked in and understanding that you have to build those habits. And they have to build them now. We can't wait because that's costing us the, the last two games, the boards. 
Uh, you mentioned uh, Ed Davis earlier. Pretty amazing that uh, he played on a broken leg and basically had to say, wow, I think something uh, might be an issue. It was first recorded, uh, reported as a contusion, and then they go back in and say, yep, it's indeed a fracture. And uh, they're really going to miss him over the next few weeks. But that was that's that's a tough dude right there. Yeah, it was so surprising for him, too. He had no idea. He said he thought it was a contusion as well. It's an absolute bummer. Uh, for the entire team, for him. And, man, he is a tough guy. Yeah, he was not expecting a fracture. But we're going to be without him for four to six weeks. So next man up mentality. How about, how about Tony Bradley? Young guy getting an opportunity. We'll see how he does. Yeah, he's going to be counted on to uh, do some rebounding and play some defense and to uh, find his way through that pick and roll resistance that he's going to have to put up because teams know (laughs) the second he's in the game you know they go right at him and that's the thing about these problems that the Jazz have uh, allowed to uh, merge Uh, the opponents know all about that they do and how are we going to adjust I think what did you guys think about Tony uh, last night I thought he did pretty well in the second half when he went in his second stint but again, there's weaknesses there. There's confidence that he has to work on. He still he came to the Jazz at 19 years old. He's 21 years old. So he still is learning so much. And he's been with the G League with the Stars. So there's going to be an adjustment period there. But I, I'm confident that he will just continue to grow more and more comfortable with his role now. He's going to have more opportunities. He's going to learn more. And repetition, that's what's going to be key is just getting those reps. I worry a little bit that he gets lost uh, on defense. His, his effort, Christian, there's no doubt about it. The effort is there. His his numbers were even uh, pretty nice against the Clippers. But, I mean, they did. They put him in the pick and roll every single time down the floor. So he's he's definitely still still got some learning to do. But it would appear like the, the heart is in the right place. No doubt about it. You can tell that. And, I, you know, a lot of it could just be the confidence, right? Just getting comfortable, getting comfortable with a new group, um, being so young. And, you know, he's not a guy that's um, he's very quiet in his interviews. So you can tell he's just growing the confidence there, becoming more of an adult. Uh, he was a kid when he came to our organization. So I think that that's just going to take a little bit of time, just like you said. I mean, teams are going to go after him. So he's going to be challenged. And hopefully our coaching staff, we have such a great coaching staff. Vince LaGarza has been working with him. And he'll make those adjustments and hopefully build those habits. I just think it is it is going to take some time. Looking at the more positive, as we mentioned earlier, Donovan Mitchell has been playing really, really well. And the thing about him, and Jake brought this up earlier, Quinn's been using him, sort of uh, disrupting his minutes and plugging him in here and there, and he's responded in such a such a great way. I, I wonder if he can keep this up all season long. I wonder if he'll need to. Donovan's a superstar, right? He's been incredible out of the gates. He did this this summer at FIBA, and now we're seeing him just really unleashing on so many different levels. The guy can do anything and everything. I think the biggest thing is that he's definitely much more patient. His reads have improved significantly. And he's, his efficiency, he's, that has been a big focus for him last year to this year. And you're seeing it. He's executing that. Also, just the attack mode. 
that guy, Coach Quinn Snyder and his teammates, rely on Donovan to just attack the rim. And he's doing it with success. How many times did he get to the free throw line? It was incredible. So that's the stuff that he's needing to do, wanting to do, drawing those fouls. And you see this guy who's in his third year really taking his game to the next level. It's so exciting, right? Kristen, before we let you go, you're always so good at spotting the you know off the floor stories, uh, going a little bit deeper on these guys and what they're like and their personalities, kind of human interest stuff. Is there anything you've got your eye on or you're working on? Oh man, you're gonna put me on the spot like that. <laughs> I apologize. Maybe maybe we'll save it for AT and T Sportsnet. How or, about that? or or maybe maybe something you've run across in the past that you might not be working on right now. But uh, do, do any of these guys have uh, real interesting backstories? A ton, they all do, right? Um, I know there's stories on Jeff Green and what he's had to overcome with the heart condition. There's Emmanuel Moutier growing up in a war torn region and and his mom bringing his family out and to America. There's, there's wonderful stories and uh, incredible stories about our guys. So I can't reveal what we're working on right now, but there's a lot. Excellent. That's to come. Well, well Kristen, as always, thank you for jumping on with us. We really appreciate <laughs> it. And we'll, uh, we'll see you here Wednesday night. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Kristen. Kristen Kinney of AT&T Sportsnet. I didn't mean to put her on the spot. You kind of did. I did. Gal, I you, would you, never have told you to ask her that. You you bailed me out there, Gordon. Thank you for wording that better than me. I didn't mean to put her on the spot. She is. She's good at spotting those stories. I know. She that's she has those uh, those features that she does. And I, I love that stuff. I mean, because these guys are human beings. It goes far beyond. Like when we were talking about Mike Conley, uh, people know that – uh, in the past, he has performed at a high level. People know that he averaged 21 points a game last season. Uh, people know that he's won Teammate of the Year awards. People know that he's a capable, very capable, near all-star level player. What they don't know is all the stuff that goes on in his life <laughs> that, that uh, have nothing to do with basketball. And does that have anything to do with this? Or is it all about adjustments on the floor? I, I don't know. He is a human being, though, last time I checked. I would guess it's the total package. But it's the it's the whole thing, you know. One thing the the Jazz and lots of teams, but but we get to see it in uh, big time with the Jazz is they've they've done so much behind the scenes to make it so these players feel comfortable here, and not just the players, but their their families, and and that they make the transition to a new community, and they they make that a, a really big priority and there's a reason that they do that because that stuff matters and so you know getting used to a new city getting used to a new system new teammates new coaches a new practice facility a new uh, arena to play in a new you know uh, new community roles to have I mean it's uh, I, that's why I like when uh, when coach Lacombe made it they used the word comfortable because I, I do I think that's what it is you've got to you got to figure out a way to make him more comfortable and so that that he he's where he needs to be from all of this standpoint across the board to perform because they have to have it. I don't know everything that's going on in the behind the scenes, but I think most of it, I would guess most of it is on the court. Probably. You know, just trying to find his place, his usefulness, uh, feel that comfort when it comes to stop and pop the shot or that floater that he seems to like uh, but has not really been able to make consistently. These are things that 
But when it did go well in that in that third quarter, boy, it went well quick. Didn't Against it? the Clippers, the the time before, right? and we thought, okay, that's that's taken care of now. But no, it sort of might not be that simple. No, it's maybe not that simple. maybe it's something, and, and we chatted about this before the season that that Don, or that uh, that Conley is fitting into the Jazz as opposed to the Jazz fitting into Mike Conley. I mean, if you're, you know, we talk about all the different coaches he had at Memphis, but, it, it, you know, he was so entrenched there. If you got hired as the head coach at the Memphis Grizzlies, well, you were going to center it around Mike. I mean, you were going to adapt what you did to him because he was the best player on the team. You know, Mike comes into a situation where the Jazz are, are very established and have established players and established ways they like to do things and established offense, and he has to fit that and that might be a new thing but for him. But maybe there's middle ground. Maybe they could somehow meet him part way so that on some some possessions he can do what he was doing before. Obviously, he doesn't have Marcus Saul there to uh, drop the ball to. But he was more than a one-trick pony in Memphis. He was doing other things as well. But that disrupts other people. Uh, Rudy Gobert gave some some quotes to Andy Larson that would indicate he's a little grumpy about what's happening with him on offense. So, you know, what you do for Mike Conley, how does that disrupt somebody else? That's why this is it, – it's such a delicate thing. Mm. I'm not – you know what? It, I'm not jealous of Quinn Snyder when it comes to this because this is the type of stuff that's really difficult to figure out and make click. And in, in this case, I, I think the attitudes for the most part are in the right place, which is going to make it easier than it, than it could be. But it's still difficult oh, nonetheless. The attitude thing is huge. It's huge. Yeah, I agree. But it, it still but, needs but, to get but, figured but, but out. Here's the thing: Quinn is such a student of the game that you'd think that he he has studied Mike's game and looked for these indicators. And it's worth it, man. He's one of your three best players. Yeah, but does that inspire Mike Conley to throw more confident passes if he's not comfortable? Not necessarily. I mean, that's, that's not the if, hard not part. Not if he's used to dropping the ball to Marcus Saul out on the elbow and letting him do his work from there, yeah. and he can't do that with Rudy Gobert. 